This week on Goodwill Talk, Pastor Tim and I confess that we're really bad at administration. We say goodbye to two cherished staff members, and we talk about the Sabbath. All that and more on today's episode of Goodwill Talk. It's a bittersweet week here in Goodwill Church. Um, let's talk about the suite first. Renee Turner has joined the staff, which is pretty exciting. She mm-hmm. is now, um, she's, she's full time. She's in the office. She's, um, making sure that we do what we need to do with administration and, um, which I need. Oh, if uh, you need it. I mean, <laughs> this is, this is why churches have administrators. It, they have administrators because they have pastors yes. and pastors are awful at administration. So yeah, I don't know. I, it's, That's normally seen as a gift, and pastors just tend to not have it. Is it like, is it that the pastor call cancels out the administration gift? I, like, I, is they're that apparently is? mutually exclusive. I have never met a pastor. I'm like, you know what? You're a solid administrator. Like, I've never met that pastor. Um, and but, here at Goodwill, you've met pastors that demonstrate the antithesis of. Solid, oh yes, in, no, absolutely. In, in me, in particular, our congregation is fully aware that their pastors are not administrators. At this point, they're just like, if we need any, if we need to know any information. Don't talk to the pastors. They they know nothing. They're yeah. They they can preach and they can love me. They can counsel me, but don't don't ask them to, you know, know what's going on in the life of the church. That's not our role. Um, but this the bitterness of this. So sweet. We're excited about Renee coming on. She's brilliant. Um, the bitterness of this is we are saying goodbye to two of our staff people. Um, in just a couple days actually. I think tomorrow, February twenty eighth, is like their last day mm-hmm. on staff. Um, so to Kim Cardona Smith and to Betty Fisher, goodbye. We're gonna miss you guys. Thank you for all you've done to help so us. So many thank yous. Um, and they're still here. They're they still are part of the church, and they still do some ministries, and they're just not on staff anymore. So. I I want to I want to shout out two things that they've brought to the uh, to the life of our community here, and this is just two of many things that they brought. Um, but if people enjoyed Night to Shine, yeah, for, you know, earlier this month, Kim Cardona Smith was really. Um, she drove that thing. She kind of quarterbacked it and made it happen. It was an amazing, amazing night. Um, the, the guests who came had an amazing time mm-hmm. and, uh, that doesn't happen if Kim's not driving it and, and she's actually set things up for next year because she's not going to be driving it next time. And um, yeah. for those of us who are not administrative to oh, watch man. something like that be coordinated and put Woo! together is impressive. She had the team leads doing everything they needed to do that. She was, she was here that night. It, you know, people who were here know that Kim was kind of running around, just putting out fires left and right. And some strong, she picked strong leaders to help. She really did. Too, so. so she did an incredible job. And, and so a huge thank you to Kim. Um, the thing that I want to talk about Batty about is something people may not realize that she does. And she's going to continue doing this, mm-hmm. um, after she leaves, she, um, she is really central to the grief share ministry that we have here mm-hmm. um, and the care for families after they've lost a loved one. So um, one of the things that we do, and it's it's quiet, she probably hates the fact that I'm talking about this right now, but sorry, Betty, you left the staff. We get to talk about you now. Um, oh, we couldn't do it before? I was just scared to do it before. Listen, <laughs> I... It's I. She's, there it is. We haven't had that in a little while. She's a, she's amazing, and she terrifies me because she's she's very very particular, 
And like That's I said, I'm administration. bad at administration and she knows I'm bad in administration and and she she gets what she wants. Yeah, but see, me. you have guys like me and maybe Kenny, but definitely me to make your administrative skills look pretty good. Oh, yeah. I'm really grateful for you guys because when I mess up, I can just be like, yeah, but at least I'm not them. And the rest of the staff goes, you're right. Yeah, at least you're not. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <laughs> no, but she, um, when we when we have a family who uh, has lost a loved one, we have the funeral. We actually give their um, their contract information to Betty, and she sends a book to them to help mm-hmm. them with the grieving process. And and that little touch of aftercare mm-hmm. is so important for people who are grieving. And, and just the follow through for grief shares as a ministry. That absolutely really necessary. It's been it's been it's usually a, it's usually a year cycle. They usually it want is. you to go through a year of firsts before yep. you engage the process of healing through right. that. So it's a long-term stay in touch thing. It is. And Betty's uh, very central she's to that. She's so, so good at that. And she is. she really is central to that process of helping families through grief. Um, and so, you know, the, the joy that we have here at Goodwill is while she's leaving the office, she's not doing some of the administration work anymore. Um, she said she's going to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge blessing. And so um, if you are going through grief, if you're struggling with that and you're listening right now, then I encourage you um, to, to still get in touch with Betty Fisher and we'll make sure that um, you, you know, you reach out to the office, we'll put you in touch with her and she'll be able to connect you. She'll get you that resource and she'll also be able to connect you into grief share really easily. So, um, so we say goodbye to Betty and Kim. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss you. Thank you for all the years of service that you poured in, um, to this, to the life of our church. And thank you for sticking around after you leave, you know, they're still going to be a part of the church family. And so, um, while they're leaving the staff, they're not leaving our family. And we, we just wanted to, I just wanted to take five minutes and say, Hey, we're going to miss you. We love you. And also a quick welcome to Renee. You have no idea what you're in for. That's it's almost be... five minutes exactly to the second now. I'm a professional, Tim. Look at that. That's, that's how it goes. And you said you were an administrator. Uh, you know, you know, that's how it is. <laughs> All right, let's get to work. We are talking about everybody's favorite topic today. <laughs> Sabbath. Oh, people love it when I talk about the Sabbath and Beacon. They're so excited. Every time the Sabbath comes up, they're like, thank you. Thank you for telling me that I completely whiff on the Sabbath every single... It's never... People never walk away feeling guilty. They never walk away... They always feel so glad that I brought up, hey, you should observe the Sabbath. Um, Sabbath is something we don't do very well in... in the. I, I don't know about other places... I do know that my experience in the American church in um, a handful of states now mm-hmm. would say we probably don't do a very good job of this across the board. We're not good at Sabbath. No. We're um, not good at Sabbath. Tim, what is the Sabbath? Let's just start super simple. <laughs> what is the Sabbath? Uh, well, I mean, the Sabbath is the is in the in the Christian church. The Sabbath is deemed the Lord's day. It's all right. It's hold on. Where's the where's the irk thing? There it is. What what That's do you an irk thing? Well, I don't know what to call it. The, the tire screeching. I don't irk. What does that? Wow, you just made a sound effect, which you made fun of me I for know. two weeks ago. And he's for gonna doing... now they're gonna turn it into a thing because it was a terrible sound effect too. Maybe we can oh. replace the tire screech with what you just did. Oh. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, loop oh that. my that God. Would be fantastic. <laughs> um, all right. So now that we've irked. Okay. Um, you just said, we call it the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Something has changed. 
why have why why you know you just what was the sabbath before it was the lord's day let's start there like well the sabbath before it's the lord's day is the day that the lord sets apart for rest uh in the wake of creation and it is it is the means of acknowledging lord as creator through um, the old covenant and in the new covenant, as we inaugurate the kingdom with Christ coming, we recognize the Lord's day, uh, as the, and the, as I said, the inauguration of the, of the kingdom. So the, the now of the kingdom, the not yet of the kingdom kind of thing is at play okay. here. And this is what we do every Sunday when we come together for worship, we anticipate and look forward to rest mm-hmm. in Christ mm-hmm. for eternity. I, I say this a lot when I talk about Sabbath, when you read the book of Hebrews, it talks about being denied or being gifted with rest. Okay. You know, heaven is rest in a lot of ways. So like, like that, that is that idea of rest is what we anticipate and look forward to, um, in worship. So, um, so there's been a shift from the Jewish Sabbath on Saturday to the Christian Sabbath on Sunday. Um, but why did we make that shift? Like what was the, what is the event that says, all right, we're no longer going to be on Saturday. Like, I, I feel like we could have still done it on a Saturday and been in Christ. So like, what is it that changes it for us? The resurrection. Uh, you're looking at me like that. There are people with real questions, Tim. Just answer the question. A little less snark there, buddy. Uh, I've got Presbytery on the phone. They're wondering why you're asking that question. That's, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job uh, sorry. and, and yeah. setting you the up for answers. Sorry. Come on. Yeah, the resurrection. Sky. Question. I feel like he doesn't know how this works. All right. <laughs> how a podcast works. Not, I'm still learning. Goodness gracious me. All right. So <laughs> the resurrection, after all of that, the resurrection is, is the shifting point here. I mean, this is the the cataclysmic world-changing event is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Literally nothing in the world is the same Mm -hmm. post-resurrection. And, and so, and I think it's, that's, that's a key framework to to think about. Nothing's the same because you have creation and then the resurrection inaugurates the new creation, right? right? It it is the thing that begins our looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth, right? The, the end of revelation, uh, the vision of 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 the eschaton yeah. begins in the resurrection, and that so that's the new creation. So we're we're, we're forward, we're we're looking forward. Yeah, we're, that's beatific vision. All of that is at play here. That's so. a, that's a super helpful way of of approaching this. the The Jewish Sabbath, the way that we practice Sabbath before Christ's resurrection, was a looking back. Mm-hmm. We were looking back at creation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord's Day is a looking forward. Mm-hmm to the new creation. So Mm -hmm. looking back at creation, that's Jewish Sabbath. Mm -hmm. The Christian Sabbath or the Lord's day is a looking forward to new creation. And we, we meet together on the day that Christ was resurrected. He was resurrected on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, on the first day, on the first day of the week. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, we also, um, gather, gather together and have our Lord's day, our Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Every, every Sunday is Easter Sunday. I think Jess has said that, Mm -hmm. um, on the show before, um, you know, we are we are remembering the resurrection every time we get together in worship. Every time that we proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. Every time that we do the work of the of the Lord's day every, is yeah, commemorating the, the resurrection. Table. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's why if people are wondering, all right, we're talking about the Sabbath, but why are we worshiping on Sundays instead of Saturdays? That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. There are brothers and sisters uh, in another denomination that still worship on Saturdays, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that this is not something we're like, oh, well, then you're not really Christian. No, uh, 
disagree. Yeah. Disagree with you. I think we should be worshiping on Sundays, not on Saturdays. Um, there are people here in our congregation who can't come on Sundays. And so they come on a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And so what I would just want to just quickly say, it is not lesser than to worship on a Saturday than on a Sunday. The preferred day for worship is Sunday. But if you can't, and we're going to get into why you might not be able to in a second here by looking at our, our confessional documents. Um, if you can't worship on a Sunday, come worship on Saturday night with us. That's okay. That's mm -hmm. why it's part of why we have a Saturday night service is for those who can't be here on a Sunday. So, um, but the normative day, the, the normal day that we worship together is on Sunday. Um, and it's not just about worship. It's about rest. And this gets us into uh, how we observe the Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just that we observe it. It's how we observe it that matters. Right. Um, and and this always comes up every time you and I are at a Presbytery meeting. You, you were joking about Presbytery. Oh, yes. This is the standard. Yeah, so a little a little insider baseball for people. This is how it works when when somebody becomes a pastor. Um, in our denomination. In our denomination, yes, thank in you. In a Presbyterian denomination. Anybody so in order to be uh, uh, an EPC pastor, you have to be examined by a committee. They have to say, all right, we believe you can go to what's called the floor. Now, the floor is when the entire Presbytery is gathered together. Um, all the, t all the, the pastors and ruling elders of the churches in our region gather together and um, you go and you give a sermon and then they ask you questions based on five categories or in response to that sermon. Um, and you have to answer these questions. Da, da, da. One of the questions is asked up front is, do you have any exceptions to the Westminster standards? Mm -hmm. um, in our denomination, we are allowed to say, I affirm the Westminster Confession, larger catechism and shorter catechism, but I take an exception here. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with this portion. Mm -hmm. Now, what the Presbytery then does is they decide whether or not that exception is, is appropriate or not. Right. Is it in um, keeping with the spirit of the right. system of doctrine you know, portrayed in the Confession? So, so if that's, somebody that's the were to. Language I think that they use. Right? If somebody were to come up and say, I'm taking the exception of um, Jesus' death, I don't believe he died for sin. I just believe he was crucified by the state. Um, I don't think you're going to make it past the <laughs> presbytery. I think there's going to be some right. folks who are going, no, that's not in keeping with the system of doctrine taught in the scriptures. There's um, some tier one things and yeah. some second tier and third tier things, to be sure. So. But there is this statement in the larger catechism that I want to read to folks. Um, and ev almost every time. In fact, if you don't take this exception, you get asked about it on the floor. It's an exception to not take this yes. exception. And it's 21 of the, of the confession, not the catechism. But normally it's, it's the confession that, that people see as that. They frame it in that language. It's well, maybe. To, well, I, I hear that a lot. I it's hear it, it is around 21, but I'm going to read. Um, well, I can read that if you really it want it to be No, it doesn't 21. matter. No, I, more often I hear it's 21. That, and so I'm going to go to 21, Tim, because so that's what you stubborn. said. Unbelievable. I was going to go to the larger catechism. And you said, no, it's the shorter. Or it's the, it's the, the confession. I did not say it's the shorter. Get it right. And I'm getting it right. Okay. Um, no religious, sound effect for that, Jeff? Religious worship in the Sabbath. He doesn't have a sarcasm sound effect. <laughs> yeah, see, he just thought I was really funny. That's all that is. We're all laughing at you, Tim. Um, all right. There's got to be a better sound effect than that. So Maybe it, his, his, what was I, that? Was, I was ready to go, and then you, you had to change it on me. I did. So, um, <laughs> Westminster Confession of Faith, <laughs> Chapter 21, Paragraph 8. 
The Sabbath is kept holy unto the Lord when men prepare their hearts for it, arrange for their daily affairs to be taken care of beforehand, rest the whole day from their own works and words, and from thoughts about their worldly activities and recreations, and take up the whole time in public and private worship and in the duties of necessity and mercy. We call this the recreation clause because it says that we are to abstain from thoughts about worldly activities and we're to abstain uh, to abstain from recreations mm -hmm. and so people are like well i want to watch football on sunday so i'm not going to abstain from recreations and that's everybody kind of chuckles and the exception is taken and we move on i want to ask about this because there this is the norm and if you don't take this exception to um, Westminster Confession 21 mm -hmm. or the larger catechism, <clears throat> number 17, <laughs> 117, and following. The too, by the way. Um, if you don't take those exceptions, people are like 60 in the shirt, really upset. So. They're like, why aren't you taking the exception on the Sabbath? And you have to defend right. that you are in agreement with the thing we all say we're in agreement on. Right. So why is this such a stickler? Like, why... Why is it that how we observe the Sabbath is so, um, I don't want to say controversial, but contested among even pastors, much less people in the pews? Like it, doesn't, it, it seems like something that is pretty um, self-explanatory, observe the Sabbath or observe the Lord's Day, mm -hmm. is just, we, we can't agree on what that actually means. Why is there so much confusion around this? Um. So I, I've told this story before, but in a short version of the story is uh, some years back, I was, I was at a lunch with a professor and he was talking about how he was asked to speak somewhere and that he won't travel on the Sabbath. He won't speak. He won't do a speaking engagement on the Sabbath. He won't travel on the Sabbath. So he can't speak on Monday because he won't travel on Sunday. Um, and, uh, the person who was trying to get him to speak at a Christian conference um, said something to the effect of, oh, you're a Sabbatarian. And he said, I didn't even know there was such a thing as that. It's just a biblical commandment. We're, <laughs> we're, we're in a culture. The point yeah. of, of the story was to say that he was observing that we were in a culture that has tried very hard to justify not observing the Sabbath. Uh, we've just gotten way, way too comfortable with that. When I um, came back into the EPC, I took no exceptions. Yeah, um, and you know that raised some eyebrows. Mm -hmm. And my my, uh, so I had I had some of the standard questions asked of me, and my answer was, I'm not telling you that I observe the Sabbath well. I'm just telling you that I'm not going to use my excuses for ways I fail mm. to reinterpret the way I read the confession. I think the confession's right, and my own behavior on the Sabbath is not always so great. Yeah, um, I think it's a commandment. It's 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 a, it's it's commanded in Scripture to observe it. Uh, there's certainly um, some subjectivity to what necessity and uh, and mercy looks like. Um, and we have, I mean, historically, you see that the, the Jews in Scripture um, legalized it and got very detailed with it to where that was mis, you know, that was Jesus saying, "I'm Lord of the Sabbath," right? You know, it was, you know mm -hmm. that, that that language is, you know, man is not for Sabbath, but Sabbath for man. Uh, I am Lord of the Sabbath. Is the the spirit and intent of the command is for the good of the people uh, to recognize their necessity to lean on God that they they are not their own gods they're not they don't provide for themselves yeah they, they they are not the source of their own 
um, material and certainly much less so spiritual needs. They, they look to God, and Sabbath is a way of doing that. I think it's a way of recognizing I don't do this on my own. I rest from my labors because my labors are not, they're given to me by God. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an act of worship to rest. And as we said before, it's an anticipation. Right. So I, 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 is it, is it fair to say that maybe we're just wrecking in the other ditch that we're, we're reading Jesus's confrontation with the Pharisees and the way that they observe Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, see, Jesus is breaking the Sabbath. That's what I often hear. Mm. He's breaking the Sabbath by picking the grain or, you know, and that was what he was, or healing. Mm -hmm. He's breaking the Sabbath. Therefore, we don't have to observe the Sabbath anymore. Um, and so we just ignore this completely. It's almost like we say there are 10 commandments, but we only have to observe nine of them. That commandment four is not for us anymore because of Jesus. And he, he abolishes the Sabbath through this story. Mm. I've heard people argue this. Um, and this is even in just the way I came up in Christianity, we, we did not view the Lord's day as the Sabbath. The Sabbath was abolished by Jesus. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it in terms of, well, there's nine working commandments out of the 10, I would say that, you know, the, the, the traditional way of looking at the commandments is if you're breaking one or 10, you're breaking all of them. Yeah. Um, and so I think that there's a sense in which I would, I would sort of just put that out there in the conversation that um, if that's true, there's a sense in which the spirit of the, of the 10 commandments or the 10 words is that if you're breaking one, you're breaking all of them. Okay. Um, so I, I don't, I think you're right. I think we do wreck in the other ditch. I think we dismiss, we, 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 we're kind of um, in favor of something that's simple. We, we choose, well, then Jesus must've just ditched it. That makes it easier. Mm. It makes it easier to understand and it makes it a heck of a lot easier to apply. Well, you don't have to apply it anymore. Well, right, you can just yeah, ignore yeah, it. Yeah, you can ignore it. So that the application is just is that there is no application. Um, and then the other application is very difficult. I mean, I remember, I've had conversations about this subject in the past when I remember looking at um, the rigidity in certain um, certain Sabbath keeping communities, Jewish communities, for example, um, that would be so rigid that they wouldn't they couldn't turn on or off light switches on the Sabbath. Like they're very very you know. And you ask the question, well. Um, Although the power is running, right? So you're you're asking somebody else to not keep Sabbath by keeping the power running, or like you could you can always go further in and recognize if you're if you're really honest, you're going to fail mm. in some manner here. Mm. So it begs the question: I mean, what what is the spirit and intent of the Sabbath? And I think that's what that's what we have to be looking at, and then asking the question: Am I keeping this as my focus on this day? And I don't do that well. I'll be no. honest with you. I do it really well for the first half of the day because I'm a pastor. Right. <laughs> uh, and then the second half of the day, not so much so. It's, it's, and I, this, that's a good way of segueing into like, you know, I think there are a lot of reasons why we don't keep it well. Um, what are some things that we can do to observe Sabbath more effectively? Like, what are the, um, you know, remembering that Sabbath is for us, it is for our good. Mm -hmm. I, I think. So I'm going to start. I'll just give the first thing. The first thing is to remember that Sabbath is good, mm -hmm. that God knows better than us. Mm -hmm. We, I think we don't believe that that day dedicated to resting in who Christ is, a day dedicated to worship, I don't think we believe that's the best use of our time. Mm -hmm. I think that we are so conditioned, um, you know, we're so busy during the work week 
that we try and then get everything done around the house or in the yard and all that on a Saturday. And then we say to ourselves, yeah, but I have Sunday afternoon as well. Mm -hmm. I can just finish up or I can, you know, I can the worldly affairs, which is including things like lawn mowing and all that kind of stuff. People will remember when I preached on Sabbath in Montgomery that we put a big old honking lawnmower on the uh, on the stage there. Rob Herberly loved me for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we we create. We downplay breaking the Sabbath as if it's not a big deal, as if it's not a sin. Right. It's um, a lesser sin. Right. Like it's, a white lie. <laughs> at least I'm not committing adultery. Well, well done. Good job. But you've also you have broken the fourth. Right. Like and so uh, in order to not just not break it, but actually pursue mm-hmm. actively enjoying the Sabbath. What are some things we should be doing? Going to church clearly. But what, what else should we be doing? Well, I mean. I'm going to try and answer that. But one of the things that I wanted to note was um, and ask the question, like we're charged to remember the Sabbath mm-hmm. and to keep it holy. And those words I think are, are sort of important components to that. I, I don't know that I'm, I'm trying to think, is there another commandment of the 10 that charges us to remember? It's so unique. It's unique, right? It's so unique that right. the Westminster larger actually gives a whole question a whole question answer to why does the word remember yeah. begin the fourth commandment yeah it's just i mean it's an act of worship to remember i mean that's what we do when we come to the table you know do this in remembrance of me worship worship includes remembering who god is and what he's done and the sabbath is remembering him as creator and 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 the and he's provident or he's the provider he gives provision um and as we've said before the anticipation so that 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 framework I think is really important. So you're, you're, instead of thinking like, um, I guess the first part of answering your question is to, is is to reorient my mind around, well, why, what, what am I, what, what's the goal of keeping Sabbath? And I think it's just remembering uh, that I'm dependent on the one who is, who is the, you know, I'm the creature and he's the creator that I'm dependent and he's independent that I'm, you know, that, that kind of dynamic, um, because you can come up with all kinds of things to do, but I don't know that they're going to get to the point if you're not really clear on the mission of keeping Sabbath. So keeping keeping it holy or set apart is part of that, part of the language of the commandment too. And I think it's really important to sort of say, well, what does that look like? What, what, What are we going for here? So that, that's the first thing I think. So yes, remembering it. And this is, you know, we remember it because it is hard to remember. I mean, that's literally what the the catechism said. Let me just read a portion of this. Sure. Yeah. The word remember reminds us how easy it is to forget to keep the Sabbath for mm-hmm. several reasons. First, keeping the Sabbath is not obvious to our natural human understanding, while it additionally restricts our freedom from doing things that are lawful on other days. And that's really interesting. Lawful things, good things to do Monday through Saturday suddenly become unlawful on the Sabbath, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So just to say, well, it's not sinful. You're right, Monday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. But on Sunday, it might be because the day is of a different character. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming only every seventh day leaves plenty of time for us to become so engrossed with our own worldly affairs that we forget to prepare for the Sabbath or keep it holy. Um, This was something that we struggled with with food on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Because we try not to spend a lot of time in the kitchen cooking. Mm-hmm. But if you don't then cook your Sunday stuff on Saturday so you can just quickly throw it in the oven and let it heat up, 
then you have prepared and you are spending the next hour in the kitchen mm. and it kind of it's a bummer you, now you're working on the household yep um and then finally the reason why it's hard to remember is satan himself with the tools at his disposal is hard at work to blot out the glory and even the memory of the sabbath and to promote the neglect of religion and irreverence amen to um, that. and so understand like these are reasons why it's hard to keep it so if you're sitting there going i'm never good at keeping the sabbath i know none of us are and there's reasons for that yeah. it's not normal for us mm -hmm. um we we are the other six days of the week supposed to be caring about worldly things and and caring about um the you know even recreation all those things are good those other six days this seventh day is set apart it's different yep and um there's such a benefit in keeping it mm. it's so good for us that the devil himself tries to keep us from doing it sure like yep he's not going to keep you from doing something that's only moderately okay for you oh no he's no, going to no. keep you from doing something that is a massive blessing from god we are missing out mm -hmm. on the favor of the lord on the sabbath by not keeping it amen yeah and um i think it's something else that's key about that language too not not specifically um uh, the the blessing, of course, I did, did too. But the framework for what it is 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 the idea of rhythm. Um, if we treat the Sabbath like every other day, we don't we don't create the rhythm of distinguishing it in in our week. Um, and so there's no preparation because we're not, you know, when you, if if you're musical at all, you know that uh, if you get uh, you have to get a certain time right to to play in in the right time signatures. And when you change them, you, there's an anticipation in that. Yeah. There's like passing yeah. tones or whatever. I'm not, uh, I'm not great at music well, theory okay. anymore, it's but uh, you get the idea that there's a sense in which you're shifting mm -hmm. to change. You're modulating, to use musical terms, right? To to get to the place where you're where you're recognizing the rhythm change. Yeah. And the rhythm change is the, your weekly rhythm. Uh, and I think the other thing that's key to that too is um, in our culture, I think especially, we do have a rhythm but it's, it's oriented around vocation. Yeah. Um, so what we do in our work week is primary is number one. I, I say this a lot too. Like, um, most people tend to look at their schedules and say, well, Monday's the first day of the week. Right. And I orient my schedule around my Monday through Friday. I work for the weekend, right? That kind of thing. Uh, the weekend's mine. Um, and that's my rhythm. My rhythm is I, you right. know, I put my nose to the grindstone five days of the week, and then I have two days to do whatever I want. Um, and one day is getting chores done. Usually it's Sunday. Yep. Right. You know, right. So, um, and that that's a rhythm. It's just the wrong rhythm. And it's and and it's a rhythm that is built around an identity question. Yeah. We are first producers. We yeah. are first productive. Mm -hmm. We are not first being. And that's what Christian the the Christian Sabbath changes for us. We are first a being. Mm -hmm. We are a creature. We are to begin in rest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's often said that the first day of humanity was the day of rest. Right? We're created on the sixth day, so our first full day was the Sabbath. We begin from a place of rest. Mm -hmm. And then we are productive out of that rest. Right. And and we flip that. We are productive. And if you rest, you better have been productive first. And we say, actually, if you want to be productive, you better have rested first. Mm -hmm. You are a being in Christ before you are a doing. Yeah, that's and good. So you know, flipping that it is, it is a mind shift. Yeah. It's a complete paradigm shift for how we even think about the rhythm of the week. And when we ignore Sabbath or downplay Sabbath, we're really missing out on living out of our identity as being in Christ. 
And instead, we're living out of our identity in whatever occupation or job that we have. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's by more flipping Egypt that around, than Israel, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's a uh, that that idea. So. And so, you know, I I really think that um, you know, it's it's important for us to make that shift to 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 prioritize Sabbath observance. And there's a couple different ways you can do it. And so, I just want to give people a couple little um, hang my hat on this to start practicing it. Mm-hmm. First. Um, it should go without saying, but it doesn't go without saying. So I'm going to say it, be in church on Sundays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be in church on Sundays. Now here is the exception to that. Um, you know, we just had somebody, uh, join the church from beacon and she is a nurse. Um, so I, I want to, where is this? It's in the, I think it's in the, the confession. Um, give me a, all right, so in question 117, there's this really helpful exception. Except for necessary works or acts of mercy, mm-hmm. we should joyfully spend all our time publicly and privately worshiping God. Mm-hmm. That exception is key. So if you are a nurse, you're a police officer, you're a firefighter, you know, your, your job is to provide for society acts of mercy mm-hmm. and necessary works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not breaking the Sabbath if you're doing that. So if you're listening and you're a nurse and you're like, yeah, but I get scheduled on Sundays. Okay. The 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 Westminster Divines literally created an exception for you. Right. To say, we get it. We understand. Right? Right. And that, that, again, it pushes back against a little bit of the legalism. Really important, but we get it. There are necessary works and acts of mercy. Um, so you're not in a situation where you're like, oh, I would love to help you after your car accident on the side of the road, but it's the Sabbath, so I'm just going to go home. No. Yeah necessary work act of mercy get your hands dirty right, right. Mm-hmm. um so there there is an exception there and that's key um but if you're not doing that be in worship on sundays right and the thing about that is um what if you are doing that then you have the added challenge of making sure that you do sort of create sabbath yeah like that's a real that's a tough thing to do when the when the culture of the church isn't necessarily providing that because it's right you know we provide it on the lord's day Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do like a Saturday night, but um, it does, it's a challenging concept. It's it's extra work for, the, it is. for your already works of necessity that are cor- uh, correlative to your vocation. But that, the, the other part of that too is you have to be careful that your vocation isn't just, well, my job makes me work on Saturdays. Not every one of them is, is an act of necessity. Right. And that yeah. becomes sticky too. Yes, it's... Um, no easy task. I don't. I don't say that it's easy to say no to work. I understand that that's probably very hard. And well, I think I think yeah. that becomes a conversation. Let's talk. You yeah. know, as mm-hmm. as as your pastors, let's let us counsel you through that. Like, what is a, if you come to me and you say, "Hey, this is what my boss is requiring of me," then we have the conversation. Does this fit mm-hmm. with this exception? And and it's going to be different for every you don't person. Make, you don't want to make a rash decision, right? You, you honor your boss. You right. do what you need to do for your work. But you but wrestling through that, asking the questions, seeking the counsel. Mm-hmm is biblical and God. Absolutely. And you're in a good place if you're doing that. So, so before we go, one last thing, um, remember the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I think I got them all in there. Um, what you do with the rest of the day, this is just a helpful metric for people to say, am I observing Sabbath rightly? If what you are doing are promoting those things, then I think that you, you can say you are observing the Sabbath 
because you're consciously thinking, is this provoking love for neighbor, love for God? Is this producing joy in me? Is this peace? Is this um, encouraging self-control? Is this good? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, because Sabbath observance is somewhat subjective, mm-hmm. I think a good baseline of the fruit of the spirit can be helpful in helping good. you understand, or am I even asking the question, am I rightly observing the Sabbath is a really good sign. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're asking the right question. Right. That's the mission, right? That's, That's the mission right. point I was making. Like what? You, you, you're now doing, you're on the right track. Yep. You're thinking the right way. First, the spirit is a good way to think about it. I think that's a helpful frame. metric. Yeah. Just say, all right, that's a quick one. Is this provo- yeah. pr- provoking those things in me? Is it producing fruit? Um, okay. If it is, I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's think about that. Yeah. Be honest with yourself about that because there's a lot of good things that don't do those things that are not good on the Sabbath. Right. And so it's, they may not be sinful, but they're not set apart. They're not set. There's no such thing as a neutral thing. Yeah. It's either good or it's bad. Right. And that's normally the same every day until you get to the Lord's day yep. in which those good things can fall into the not good category. Listen, the not good things never enter the good category. Right. All right. Yeah. But you can, those are, those are easy. <laughs> Always bad. Yeah. But those good things can leak into the not good category basically purely because right. it's now the Sabbath right. and it's a different kind of day. And it almost feels like you might, I mean, it's a different it's opening up a can of worms at the end here, but the Christian Liberty is also, uh, you know, that, that, that plays a, it comes into the discussion. Um, cause people want to, you know, they, they want their freedoms and they don't want somebody else restricting their Sabbath. And so they, they lean into Christian Liberty and that's common. But another thing that's interesting to me to think about is the timing of this episode, because when it comes out, it'll be days Monday. after, yeah, it comes out Monday, but it comes out days after, uh, uh, Ash Wednesday and yeah. the in, you know entrance into Lenten season, which traditionally we tend to think, well, I'm going to give something up for Lent. Well, yeah. that's sort of thinking about why we're doing that. Like it's the thing to do to give something up. So it's self denial, which is good, but there's no like looking forward to celebration. Like there's sure. no like uh, I am in, almost in mourning, if you will. Yeah, it's so preparatory it's, uh, for Easter. For, for it's preparatory for Easter. Right. So like a you know Sabbath. Um, rhythm change is preparatory, right? Yeah. It, so think in those terms and, you know, this and is a it, good template for that. To and think it about is that. restrictive. It is. It is restrictive. Sure. I mean, the, again, to read from the larger catechism, first, keeping the Sabbath is not obvious to our natural human understanding, while it additionally restricts our freedom from doing things that are lawful on other days. Mm. Yes, we have religious liberty, but the Sabbath restricts it in ways that is not restricted Monday to Saturday, mm-hmm. and we need to embrace those restrictions as good for us. Right. This is beneficial. Right. So embrace Sabbath. Right. Embrace the, the, the restriction of Sabbath. It's good for you. This right. is not a legalistic, don't you dare. It's you look at what you're missing out on right. by not participating in this rightly. But even if you're not comfortable with the confessional language, just the remember the Sabbath and keep it holy is the thing that says... This is one in seven, and it's not just don't sin on the Sabbath, right? There's a further restriction right in the commandment, right? If you don't like the language of further restriction that's in the confession, it's built into the commandment because it's distinguished as one in seven. So it's a further consecration of the day to keep it holy, and that entails restriction, Yes. Just, it's built in. It's built into the language of the, of, of, the, of the commandment. So Absolutely. All right. Well, um, we, we have been going too long already, so we're going to let you go. But 
Um, if you have questions about this and how this actually practically works out in your life, I want to encourage you to reach out to me, reach out to Tim. We'd love to have this conversation about how do we yeah. faithfully observe Sabbath. So please reach out to us. Please talk to us. We want to be able to um, do this and, and understand lots of grace around this conversation. None of us do it perfectly. Yeah, we're absolutely. learning. We're yeah. growing. So don't beat yourself up over this. Yeah. Um, instead, just strive towards what God has set up for us. It's a beautiful thing. It's a blessing. Um, and we leave you with that. That is it today. We Amen. did it. We yep. talked about Sabbath. This has we been, revisited Sabbath. We revisited Sabbath. This has been episode 14, episode five. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to tell your friends to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. Check out our episode notes for links to our church website and any resources shared on this episode. Editing and sound design by Jeff DiMatti. Marcos Ortega wrote this episode. Our executive producers are Mikey Antonucci and Jeff DiMatti. Your co-hosts are Pastor Marcos Ortega and Jessica Kilduff. A special thanks to Goodwill Church for supporting this show so we may provide it to you, our listeners, for free. Let's talk again next week. <laughs>